This Saturday, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Once again he went out along the sea. All the crowd came to him, and he taught them. As he passed by, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the customs post. He said to him, Follow me. And he got up and followed him. While he was at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners sat with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. Some scribes who were Pharisees saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors and said to his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus heard this and said to them, That those who are well do not need a physician, but the sick do. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. The Gospel of the Lord. As we have been doing for some time now, the proposal for this Saturday is not only to make a summary of the week's Gospels, but also to take up again some image or central idea of the previous Sunday's Gospel. The idea is to create a summary that will help us internalize what we've heard, while allowing us to know the Word of God more and more every day, to continue growing enthusiastically about it, to yearn to listen to it, to receive it, and to transmit it to others as well. As you may remember, over the last few days, I proposed that we ponder the theme of Jesus' humility and the humility by which we too are invited to live. Sunday's Gospel said, One mightier than I is coming after me. John the Baptist had power, like you and me. We all have power, but Jesus is more powerful than us. That was the point. We wondered, what is power? What does it mean to have power? What did John the Baptist do with his power? What did Jesus do with his power? Doesn't power have more to do with self-change? What do we do with our power? How do we handle it? With humility or with pride? On Monday, we heard Jesus say, This is the time of fulfillment. He said, The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. To be converted is to change our mentality to change our mental structures that act as barriers so that the gospel can penetrate and we may accept God's way of being, his way of loving us and teaching us to love. Change is difficult. It implies a great inner violence. It means that we have to bring down many things that dominate us, even without our knowledge. Let us ask to learn how to change in order to believe and to believe in order to change. In Tuesday's glimpses of the gospel, we saw Jesus' power in defeating the evil one through his action when he expelled a demon. Jesus came to destroy the father of lies. He came to defeat him so that we can learn to defeat him with the truth. But for that to happen, we must first face our own truth, the truth of our life, without pretending to hide or ignore it. This is a call to live in truth and be congruent in order to overcome evil always by the hand of Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. On Wednesday, we contemplated a scene from the gospel that made us think about our true motivation to seek Jesus. We remember that Simon finds Jesus, who had gone off to pray very early and said, Everyone is looking for you. At that time, the crowd was looking for him 
so that he could heal them and set them free. Now, it isn't much different. We are looking for Jesus to ask him for our basic needs of health, work, etc. Many of us go looking for Jesus, but how many of us are moved by love, wishing to know him so as to love him more? What do we really need from Jesus? What does he need from us, and specifically from you and from me? Think and pray. On Thursday, we reflected on the godly disobedience of the leper who is healed by Jesus. We said that even if he had wanted to obey Jesus and not tell anyone what had happened, he could never have hidden his cure. In fact, that he'd been healed was evident. May Jesus heal us of the leprosy that's embedded in our hearts and which prevents us from loving and allowing ourselves to be loved. Thus, when we ourselves are healed, freed, and purified by him, May our life and our works speak loudly of what the Lord has accomplished in us. And so, by imitating the disobedience of the leper, let us go out and tell everyone that Jesus gave us our joy back. And, in yesterday's glimpses of the gospel, we saw how a paralytic was carried on a mat or stretcher before Jesus to be healed. As we go through life, we concluded that all of us may walk or ride on a stretcher at some point. Surely, someone once managed to get you through the roof of the church to bring you to Jesus' feet. Or perhaps you were moved by faith and love for someone and brought someone to Jesus' feet. Perhaps at the time, that person was walking but unable to move forward, paralyzed by pain, sadness, sin, and human weakness. As Jesus said, we have to rise, pick up our mat, and go home. We have to go home with our stretcher. We have to get up and let ourselves be forgiven by Jesus. Jesus' forgiveness mobilizes, frees us, and makes us take and carry the stretcher that used to carry us because we could not walk. The meaning of our life is to be with Jesus and to go and be at his feet at any cost. May we have a good day, and may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.